Hello everybody and welcome to What Will The Smart Party Do? And this week I've got a special treat. I'm in Germany at the Kraken, which is uh, a gaming vacation. I'm with Fabian Kukler. Is that pronounced correctly? I'm, I'm surprised, you know, when you have a lot of skill, Gary. You've been trained at Tentacles for years and years and years. So yeah, that, that Fabian Kukler is the proper German pronunciation of that. Excellent stuff. I've done well. I've learned something already. So you've mentioned Tentacles and I've mentioned the Kraken. Can you tell us what they are? Well, um, as you know, and some of your you know listeners might know, Tentacles was the convention um, in Bacharach, Germany, at the Castle Stalag that we did run from 1996 up to 2009. It was an international, very international games convention, heavily focused on games uh, by Chaosium, mainly. Yeah, um, sure. Like Court of Cthulhu mainly, you know, and Glorantha, um, and all in Glorantha and all its forms like RuneQuest, HeroQuest, Hero Wars, who was the edition of HeroQuest before there was HeroQuest, and it was we had guests of honor uh, from that field, mainly Greg Stafford, Cindy Peterson, and uh, Charlie Crank, and and other like Lawrence Whitaker, and a lot of and we had many 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 guests from from England. So um, the, the big hitters in the field, really, the guys who created the games and wrote for them and developed them. Yeah, and what many people don't understand is that these guys are actually very fun to have around and you know have a beer with. They they're great guys and each in his own way, and they 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 boost the uh, they boost the team morale uh, a lot because they behind this they behind the themes things is it's just incredible. I just had a panel right now with Sandy Peterson where. Bullied him into telling all these great, crazy Chaosium, you know, madness stories that exist and um, that I kept hearing for 20 years behind this, you know, behind closed doors. Close doors yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that was really, I mean, it, it was a fun convention. Um, um, it's a convention with the philosophy of doing a convention that we really wanted to go to, very agnostic. We, we never compromised on anything. Okay, so you thought if, you, if there was a convention I'd want to go to, you thought everything that you want for that, yeah, you made yeah, it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So at one point we, we stopped, we decided that we should stop doing that because we were getting older and basically Stalag is a youth hostel and you know German youth hostels, they have bunk beds and yeah, they have youth hostel food and, 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 and all that. And, and we believe that a gaming event could be nice. I mean... You know, still, it was still a good venue, right? For, yeah, for a few it, years, it, was... it was a very scenic. You could just stand outside on the courtyard and watch the immensity of the Rhine River below you and just don't do anything, which in fact turned out to be a problem. <laughs> uh, eventually, it was a luxury problem because most people going there, we, we dearly love them. Um, they had to make tough decisions between you know, chatting with people you will see once a year that come from all around the world to, to, to be at a place and or participating in a in a carefully crafted, if I may say that, program that took ages to, to put together. And, and we felt, you know, the balance between these things, you know, didn't work anymore. So we said, well, why are we setting this up for six months? We take a week of holiday, and I'm not talking only about me, but my, my staff, Pommel Han, you know, all these guys, Fork, Sven, and, and we are, you know, great friends. Basically, we became friends by organizing the show. So we said, why, why don't we have an event like, like when we have in-between breaks where we hang out together at Camp Fork, which is, which is you know. Like you and your friends get together. Yeah, and, and we had casual games, like, you know, like a normal game night. And we, you know, we had gears and we just chatted. We had private conversations and we played X's and Alice or something. 
We said, this is actually what we want from the gaming event, like comfort and being relaxed. And so we decided, how about finding a place like, like Schloss Neuhausen, where we are right now sitting here, that actually provides this kind of comfort look, like historically moving away from the castle to the, uh, the Schloss, you know, like the Baroque kind of thing. So, yeah. so we, we kind of hatched the idea of the Baroque gaming event. So we stopped calling it convention because... You know, it's not really, I don't know, and I don't know what you think, but it's not, doesn't really feel like a convention to me. No, it, it definitely feels like some kind of uh, vacation or gaming retreat, as you've called it. I was yeah. sat with uh, Andrew Kendrick of Cubicle 7 downstairs a little while ago, and we were just happy sat there with oh the sun. Oh my God, that's yeah. embarrassing. That's, yeah, that's him. I just didn't make the connection. Well, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and these, you know, get plenty of guys here. It's not just guests of honor. I mean, people just turn up that like that, that quality will just come along just because it's such a nice uh, venue, I think. But we were kind of watching the axe throwing going on. You have some guys from Finland down yeah. there who showing that. And just, just being in the atmosphere and ambience was good. But then on top of that, you've got quite a packed gaming schedule as well, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks to you and, and the other GMs, you know, that, that we never lost track that what actually makes everything work, apart from, of course, like if you have Sandy Peterson then. You know, sure. we, it's a, you know, people talk about it uh, in a way. Of course, he's a regular, you know, he's like my uncle right now. I, you know, I met him when I was 19, I'm 40 now, so I know him for 20 years. And I didn't even realize that, you know, and I yeah. met him basically every year or so. But yeah, GMs really make, you know, I'm, I'm also um, a GM. Uh, I don't have the chance to play much. And I've stuff. seen no evidence of you, GM. Yes, right. <laughs> so, exactly. But, but I, I'm, you know, I'm... You know, I'm, I'm, I have some reputation in certain, you know, individuals know that I'm a GM. But yeah, GMs are really what makes it happen. And I can, uh, I'm sure that you can attest to that because I always take time, you know, uh, not as much time as I would like to, to talk to GMs, but GMs really make it, make it work. And so we, you know, I, but we intend of, you know, when we have someone GM running a game that he actually tells us who was the author. And we give credit to that in the program and online. And who's a GM? We give him credit online. We, we also have like a little tiny token of gratitude at the end. We, are, we, we introduce the guys at the end. They get a round of applause. They get a gift. And I think this is not a totally new invention, but we keep sticking to that. It's, so yeah, it's, it's an important thing to it's do. It's good to get a little bit of recognition and reward if you put the time and effort into to produce games. And run yeah, them yeah because without GMs, you don't, it's kind of a problem. We, luckily, we never had the problem of not having GMs. But it, it's also because they people coming here basically are all GMs because and, and and they are I mean you have you can testify I think or you can 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 confirm that that you have great players here because most of them are GMs at home right and they know what you know what the problems and pitfalls are if you're sure, running a game yeah. so you wouldn't it's a bit easy you wouldn't have run into a group of weird players who don't fit your style or I mean you could manage them but but you know so. Yeah, so GMs uh, is the top priority to us, and, and we have many ways of playing them with, you know, making them feel good, just by having the atmosphere, by, you know, by, by having you know, them recognized for, for it. And also, we provide an atmosphere for a creative exchange. Uh, that was another thing that we missed at Tantec as well. There were so many creative people around. Pedro Siviani, he's a great friend who did Mythic Iceland. Sure. Yeah. And, and Gregory Privat, and he's known in England as well for his crazy, you know. And they kind of, if I may say that, you know, developed under our tentacles, sheltering and wings, and, you know, we nurtured them a little bit. We gave them some discount, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that's the most important thing to us in, in a way, yeah.
So it's, it's encouraging the right people to come along. Yeah. Right? You, you have to have be exclusive and stuff. Everyone's welcome, obviously, but you yeah. want to try and attract some people who are going to contribute back to the convention. You, you, you need to have well, you, sorry, getting vacation. Yeah, say, no retreat you? in this case. But we, we, we actually what we do is um, um, you know I'm, we're spotting people, and you know you have people who are willing to help, or you have or have many people willing to help. But sometimes you have people who just turn up with okay. Here's an example, like Risto. Who did the extra, and he, we, you know, we nominated him to be on the team because he did so much last year already. He contacted me. He was a regular guy, and he doesn't speak that much of English. He understands, of course. Yeah. And he speak, he speaks, but he has that thick Finnish accent. I don't know if he he taught you how to throw an axe, right? And oh yeah, 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 sure. And he taught everyone. He has a very slow way of doing that, but it, He's it works. Really patient as well. Yeah. People, you he, know. I don't know whether it is. Maybe Finland is. I don't know. <laughs> but the thing is, he contacted me, writing me that email, saying, "I want to, you know, it was last year. I want to do extra and provide extra and say, oh, Yeah, and you, well, you never say no, right? Yeah. Because uh, immediately there was a thousand things crossing my mind as an organizer. Say, oh, is this really a smart? But well, I let him have his thing. There's a million ways of saying it's not going to happen. But what happened then was amazing. He just. Basically, three weeks later, he sent me in a video, and I opened the video on pay email. You know, I opened a very short 10-second clip, and I saw Finland. You know what I mean? When you see an image of Finland, you see, you know, birch trees and a kind of Finnish house. And in front of the Finnish house, there was a huge wooden target. Yeah. I mean, the one from outside, right? Yeah. And you had a bald Finnish guy, older guy, throwing an axe expertly at the thing. And he was wondering, okay, what is this? So he basically tested his target with a top extra from Finland who happened to be his friend. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, is this what is this? And he brought that thing, right? And on top of it, he brought Finnish pancake equipment to make Finnish pancakes. Yeah. You had Finnish pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. lots of them, lots of them, yeah. So if you happen to run into people like that and you give him leash, you know, you give him some freedom to, to, to do things, then... They're happy to contribute. They're happy to provide stuff. They're happy to provide events. It's not only games. You know, for an atmosphere like this, you need to have stuff happening. It's about designing things. It's about little jokes. You know, you make like it's about nicknames. Evil gas is a nickname you brought along already. You had the reputation of having that name. We have people who acquire names. Yeah, Pedro, the Brazilian Brazilian Viking, right? Because he lives. He's Brazilian. He lives in Iceland and and stuff like that. And so. Uh, yeah, basically, it's just trying to have a, a good time with friends. Yeah, sure. Inviting new people to become your friends, and yeah, it's. Uh... So, is it, is it where does the reward come from running a convention for you? Is it seeing other people having a good time? Is it meeting new people? Is it the fact that you can get the Sandy Peterson's and Greg Stafford of this world along? Is, or is it just a combination of everything? It's it's a little bit. I mean, you have to have some inner motivation. Like on paper, it's too much work. Yes, no one would do that, and most people who are saying don't do that. In my case, uh, for me, it's a it's a creative outlet. It's something that I have under my control in a way to create things. I like to do things. I like to 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 find a creative. For me, it's a creative expression. And then right now, I'm so roped into the whole thing because everyone basically is my more or less my friend, right? So it's for me, it's like organizing the one family meeting every other year or every year. But I get it. I work in the creative field. I'm a copywriter in an agency, and and it can be frustrating uh, if you have to work with a man in the company. You know, the, yeah, sure. and and then if you and if you can develop 
over the world. It's a process when you see what you actually can do without getting having money, uh, having people having to pay people, just drawing on the motivation of people and what you can accomplish. Then it's that's really rewarding. But it's also very egoistic. I only do things that I think is fun. Sometimes I'm wrong, but mm. you know, sometimes I only find that funny or entertaining. But in the general, people either like it. Or they stay away, and I find that the secret is the people who stay and like your stuff. That's a pretty close knitted bond, and, and and you can build on that. It's very stable. That's something that's very rewarding, satisfying, and it's fucking lot of work. So I'm, I'm just kind of starting to wind down because the closing ceremony is always like you know after so many years you have to do a speech, and every time you know you you still have that little bit natural nervousness going on, and you know English is not my first language, and. And, and all that, so winding down a little bit, and uh, it was a great. I mean, what I had a blast. I enjoy being here. I enjoy not having sleep. I enjoy having people around. I enjoy giving, you know, help, helping people. Around. I, I'm not. I'm not enjoying telling people to read the program and when the shuttle bus leaves because I'm saying that constantly. <laughs> but read the effing manual, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and and it, because you do all that work and try to provide that information, and you remembered it, right? And you never gave me that, you know. You, you were there, <laughs> and you could remember what I said. You leave the room at ten, and then, but of course, this time around, there were like fifty percent of the people here were have never been here, and yeah. they have never been to Tantec. Because that's the amazing thing. Like the Kraken draws new people. It's not like the you know that there are people who have never been to the Kraken who were regulars at Tantec. And, uh, so it was interesting. Where, where have these people come from? I know some found things online or read it in a blog, but I have never had the time to actually figure that out. Some time to time, I'm I'm asking them, and and I think that, like, I had this very interesting email by one guy who just came out of the woodwork, and I said, "Okay, who are you?" And he said, "Oh, I've always wanted to come to Tantex. I never did, but I've never been." And I said. Hey, that's kind of weird. So if you fancy going there, why haven't you? You know, we didn't make it hard for people to attend, right? But he said it was not enough comfort. It was not. It was a, you. You. You suffer, right? And you yeah. t- sometimes you had this. There were no two bedrooms. I mean, here you have also to share your room with someone. Most people bring a friend, you know, yeah. or, or someone they enjoy being. Well, some people camp in a tent, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so. That's our cheap, low option. So <laughs> no one can blame us being too expensive. You know, you can also. It's like camping is really cheap. You know. Yeah. So where was I? Yeah, the the, the people where they come from. I don't know. So so this guy said basically uh, he didn't have enough. He's feared that he didn't have enough comfort at at Kassel-Stadt. and I, I stopped having comfort at So I could I could agree with that. And um, maybe it has something to do that a lot of things are going on right now as well. You know, more people coming to the fold. And we do extensive, maybe overdue, sharing stories about the Kraken and finding out. But there's no better test of the success of a gaming event than having people talking about it or sharing pictures of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you can't really photograph a gaming event unless you have something special and, and then people can relate to it. You have great pictures of, of, of what's going on here. But I, today, yesterday, I realized that you cannot capture the atmosphere that you have here somehow. No, really not. Yeah. I mean, even if you, you talk to be here, don't you? Yeah. 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 Speaking to um, Nigel, one of the other guests who's here for the first time, and, and that was very much a thing, and, and Andrew as well. That you know, I've obviously talked about the Kraken and Tentacles for for many years, but until they actually got here, and and I think it was the, the relaxed atmosphere as well. A lot of the UK games conventions are game after game after game, and it's quite like hardcore. 
I think he had just actually been in the ambulance and picking up a game. The fluid nature of the, the sort of the menu of games and offering that items can move up and down as things happen. Or I think that's just got it's just got a nice gentle feel to it because some conventions can feel like a job or that you're you're having to try and squeeze the most out of every second that you've got and plan things in. Whereas this feels a lot more like you can just come and do whatever you want and you seem to get as much in, but it's more spaced and yeah. it doesn't feel any pressure on you to get anything done. You know, even so, you might have agreed might agree that this has been very intense compared to the Piper. Compared to the longer one, yeah. Because that is actually more enjoyable in the, because it's nice to have an intense event like that, you know, but I rarely can, you know, rest my feet and put my feet up and stuff. The uh, We found that the, the Pipe Days are actually the perfect mix between uh, having a chat, sitting down and having a game. It, it was even slower paced. And the first time we did it, everybody was kind of confused. Okay, how can we spend five days here? It's nice, food is great, but what do we do? Yeah. The second time around, people are like, oh, no, I know, I'm going to this cool place, right? And um, I, I kind of have an idea, so everybody developed kind of idea what to do. And the third time around, people just, you know, went outside in the garden of chairs, you know, and laid down and we're in the sun because, you know, it's nice here. People are nice and games are nice and you, you could play. How many games did you run last year? Like three, four, in five days? Uh, I ran at least one a day, I think. I think or something like that. It wasn't really a hassle. You, you know, you weren't over tired and stuff yeah. like that. But I think the, the, the whole comfort thing is important because I had this, I had this very funny, if you do conventions for 20 years, and I inherited uh, a convention basically like from we used to do RuneQuest conventions in Germany, a very specialized event. One of them, and we decided to stay at the place where I volunteered to continue doing the thing at the Shonic. Uh, but we had a tradition, we had a, already had people doing that before me, so that I didn't, it wasn't invented on, by, you know, by, there was something there, there was a skeleton there to, to work with. But the Kraken was something totally new. Well, we ended Tentacles in 2009. And, 2010, we had smacking event. Basically, you know, you witnessed you yeah, to build that. About, so, yeah. so that was that was interesting. But I had this. Um, we had basically that idea: more comfort, time to chat, and not having that conflict between. Oh, I have to talk to Gary, but I don't have time. I have to, you know. Oh, I I rather talk to Gary because the game is chat anyway. So, so we have time for both things. But then I, I, I don't know. Do you know the Gen Con, Gen Con 40 Years book? That Robin Laws wrote for Gen Con. There's there's a book about the Gen Con history, and it's it's very interesting to see, especially for a convention organizer. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of kicks out of the book, and the the greatest thing that I saw in there was like there was one guy I can't remember his name who was actually smart enough to take pictures from the very 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 first Gen. Oh, cool. And uh, and there is uh, it it's just a picture for most people, but for a convention organizer, it's like a uh, like a fossil you find and you look at it and you go oh my god oh my god okay that's what they did and what you see is you see geekish boys american geekish boys in t-shirts uh, it was in the 60s right somewhere i can't remember and they're having so much fun and they playing some sort of weird airplane game and one is standing up one is on the ground no chairs no tables no food no food if you read the text there was nothing it was just this thing in, 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 in the time space, basically. it was just a space. But the thing that made it attractive was that it was other crazy people who shared. It. So they didn't need anything. They didn't need a place to sleep. They didn't need a shower. You know, uh, they had this, and this was a DNA. This is the DNA of gaming conventions. It's just that wasn't a revelation I got. It's like you go there, and it has to feel like shit. 
You know, you have to game through the night. You have to do game by game. Otherwise, it's not a, you don't get the kick out of it because it's not a gaming convention. It's not a gaming convention then. You're not getting the experience. If you're not, you have if to not have, suffered, you've not given Yeah, it. you have to have the fix, right? You have to have, you, you have to have that. You have to crash on the floor. You have to have, we have developed, you know, you don't have to do this anymore. You, you can have, you, you can have, uh, you, know. you have your creature comforts, can't you? You can, yeah, you can be warm and have a shower every day and eat square meals. And yeah. You, currently, we are sitting. Uh, we're sitting in front of our Exos and Allies game that we we playing with the management in a very nice, cozy spot in in a proper Prussian right. chateau, and it, it's a it's a room that you could find in England in any kind yeah. of more you know similar place. And it's very comfy. It's warm. There's a we have the uh, fire running in uh, in all these. How do you call that? Uh, you've got the wood fire, wood fire thing, yeah. and it's everywhere. It's doing the heating, and, and it's so cozy. It's so nice, uh, and, and and you can combine that with anything. If you have a weird flex party, it could go on here. But we do gaming conventions, so <laughs> I don't see the need of having uh, being in a place with three hundred to four hundred people playing at tables. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that is not fun. I'm not saying that is, uh, but. They could be it's not the only way to do it, is it. This is not the only way to do it. It's just like gaming is somehow seems to be connected to this kind of events, but I don't think that's necessary. And I, I, I think that we making point after point, which is each creating to some people. They, I, they seem to agree, but of course it's not for everyone, and and then we're totally, you know, we're totally okay with that because we don't, you know, it sounds snobbish, but. I couldn't care because it's not a job, right? I'm not paid to do it. And, and we don't do compromise. Either you like it or you don't like it. And if you like it, okay, you're welcome. If you don't like it, you should better not come. And and, and it's a manageable by size. You have 70 people attending maximum. So it's not going to change. We're not slap on another building to, to this place. Uh, it's much easier to handle than 180 people at Castle Star, like at, at, at maximum, because that's when the castle is full. The castle is full with 180 people. That was our contract. So we couldn't get out, out of it, so we said we, we should end it. So, well, <clears throat> if there's a, an aspiring convention organizer out there who wants to do it, would, would you recommend it to anyone? Do you think, what, what, or what are your top tips? Why, why would someone, yeah. you know, what, what would you do with someone? Do they need a team around them? Have they got to have the right motivation? What is it that would inspire someone forward, do you think? I think that, first of all, you, you have to do something. I think what helps is, I mean, there are several things. I have a very good friends. actually, maybe you can tell it that way. I have a good friend who comes from Dreieich, where I grew up. I was born in Frankfurt, but my parents moved out of the city. And so I ended up in a small city, which is basically compromised of five villages, basically, or villages, towns, basically. And so there's one guy, he's about my age, a little bit older, and he, and he started, actually another friend started, the, the Dreieich con. It's right now the second biggest convention in Germany. Right, I think. Okay. So it's like huge. It's, and I worked, on, I worked on the committee there when I was like, 18, 17, just before I got handed the assignment to do the Stalicon from our club. And he was going for size. You know, he was going, you know, we want to be important. We want to. So this can be a motivation uh, to have like as many people there as you want to. But uh, we always went for the quality thing because we were narrowed. You know, we wanted to have people, we wanted to have fans of the games we love. Uh, there's so Rumpfers, Pendragon. Uh, we wanted to have an event like that, and we have wanted to have an international event because there were these events around, like the convulsion, uh, convulsion that is now continuum in in Leicester. I think it's still in Leicester, right? Yes, yeah. And uh, and in America, so you have to have a clear focus. I don't enjoy doing big conventions with many attendees, so 
you should I advise people to be specialized. Try doing something that's unique and you, you have I mean there's there's another example in England, there's a con that's on the coast I heard about. There's in winter con some winter con, I forgot the name. Um you might have heard Well there's, there's IndyCon, for example, yeah, which is all small fresh games and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And so that's the focus that you could have. And you can have if you have a clear focus, then you have a very you know, you have a you have the people who love that there and that makes things so much easier, you know, you don't have to appeal it's like netflix you know if you want to watch zombie shows you you watch zombie shows right yeah. and then you enjoy that you don't want to see zombie show that is a crime threat at the same time so focusing on that and and actually what's very funny is that, that philippe oribeau a french guy who's a friend of remy who's on the staff right now having me uh doing all that stuff here they went to tentacles and they said, oh, this is great. I have to do a convention like that. And they went back to France and they set up Chimériat, this convention in France that is a beloved convention gem now in France. It's not big. It's not big, nothing, you know, impressive, but they have exactly the same spirit, the same atmosphere. And so he asked, before he started, he said, uh, I had a holiday there and spent a, a full evening answering exactly the, the question you asked me. I gave him all kinds of things, you know, I said, do this, do that. And the only thing he took away was start small. <laughs> and uh, it's a pretty good advice to start small and just try to find your way because there's endless way of improving organization and how you do things. And nowadays, it's really simple to do a convention if, if, if you have some connections into some field and, and uh, start building a reputation because you have the internet. We didn't have the internet. We were mailing out invitations by, you know, I found... Recently found an old box with crazy stuff in it. This is this is one thing, but if you really want to run a convention, you have to have some idea why you want to do that. You know, you have you should enjoy what you are doing. You should have a lot of love for what, for what is needed, and you should be creative about it. You should experiment with this stuff. Uh, I think it's it's just my experience. You know, there may there may maybe other. You should watch that you have fun, and you could have fun by 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 for example like. Hanging out with your guests of honors, you know, just having a chat with them, sit down with them, have a meal with them, because they're your host. You you are their host, so they want they're glad that there's someone there taking care of them, right? Especially if they come from like totally different, of miles away, yeah, right? or even the next city. You know, put yourself in their shoes. You know, mostly they're sane human beings, right? I mean, they they come here and then they don't make them land in a pile of you know crazy people. And then leave them alone, and then drop them off at the airport. Like Robin lost taught me once, that there's a gaming group around Seattle that always won for ten years or so. So they try to invite him to their con, and they, and they always tell him, they say, "Oh, you, we we start, we take you with us in the car at four in the morning, and we drive for six hours somewhere." And you, he said, "Well, I don't know. I mean." <laughs> Would you sound do, like fun to me. Would you do that? You know, it's like so. So yeah, treat them with respect, but you have to have the right inner motivation for doing that. Uh, as it might not appear, but I'm not doing that for fame. You know, I'm, I'm surely it's all the riches and money that you get. Yeah, right? or or you know, for ego, uh, you know, it doesn't appear like that, but you know. Concerning all that, a pretty humble guy, but I don't look like it. I'm not behaving like a, you know, kind of. I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased when things work and and, and people have fun and uh, and I think you have to have a little bit of a personality. Of course, if you do stuff like that for twenty years, you, it's not everyone 
enjoys doing that. And if you don't enjoy doing that, you should just stop. And apart, apart from that, I, the greatest advice I can give anyone about doing, doing conventions, and I framed that, and it's actually very hard. This is the hardest thing to do for a convention organizer. I, I told that to Philippe, said, okay, here's something you do. And I was on the ground on his first convention. I was ever there ever since coaching him, basically packing their cars because French people had problems <laughs> stopping her. You get the most hilarious. I have videos, but okay. The thing is that Germans are good at that, I think, so in general. But uh, so he was running around. He was exhausted. He was sweaty. He was trying to get and keep everything, you know, organized because there are a million things that you have to, to, to do. People want information. People need this. People need you have you have ideas. You have stuff you you want to have, right? So you you have to get that envelope. That's over there that someone put away. You want to, you want to have that autograph by that guy because he he's here and you made that event. He could come and then you have that book sitting and so you have to find the time. So you have your own private agendas uh, that you follow. So I was seeing him running around and suddenly stopped him and said, because I realized that he just doesn't go for the complicated things because he said start small is the most valuable advice. So I said there are four rules that you have to follow to be a successful convention organizer. When I watch you like this, the first thing is eat, sleep, have a shower, and do it again. So that's basically, you know, that's that sums it up. But it's really hard. I mean, I I woke up, I took a shower around four, which wasn't bad this time, because you just have to run around all the time. But I'm happy to, to I'm happy to give advice for people who who, who want to do their thing if if they think and you know it's worthwhile asking me, uh, you know. Anyone can contact me on Facebook or whatever. I'm I'm happy to to to, to see shows going up. I'm really gratefully satisfied by Shimeria because I went there and and they're kind of our love child, you know, because yeah. they just they they have a very it's the same atmosphere. You sit there and and you feel like hey, this is a convention I really wanted to go to, and somehow by via doing Tentex, someone did a show, yeah. so it kind of worked in a way. So it was really enjoyable sitting there. And Grigory Privat just framed it when he told me about it. So he just put it, you know, he, I was sitting there and he talked to me about it, how he liked being here and how it is exactly like Tentex without being Tentex because it was very French, you know. And I said, yeah, that's right. Like, that's really enjoyable. So, you know, um, there's many things you can do, but you have to find a way of, you have to do it again, right? You, you cannot have a good convention the first time around. You cannot have it the second time around. Maybe the third time around, you get the ropes of, what you have to do. You certainly have to get Gary that makes things easier as a GM. Uh, <laughs> if, can, if I can flatter you a bit, even so our first encounter was kind of you know, rugged. And, you know, and, and so he's going, why is he going on about the war with me? We didn't start it and stuff like that. But, <laughs> yes, you did. You're very yeah, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we have different opinions about that. But, you know, of course, yes, we started, of course, you know, we tried. Now we are in friendly takeover, you know, we just take over with good money and stuff. Yeah, so, but I'm really glad that uh, you, you have to keep an open mind about people. You know? Yeah, you need people. You need good people and, and, you, and you need to be very strict. Don't compromise because you don't compromise all the time. So if you like X-Wing games, just do a convention about Star What's it called? The X-Wing thing? Star Wars X-Wing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always eyeing that because it's my boyish nature. Just, oh, this actually looks cool. It's a good game and it's nice toys. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then and like Cthulhu Wars, you know, just like basically toys. It's like a big toy shop. It's a great game, but it's, you know, the figure, figure really But the look cool. of it draws you in, doesn't it? You just yeah, look yeah. at it and think, like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, and so, so it keeps building up. If you do the right thing, never compromise. And of course, you need people happy with that. 
you need friends and you need to do, you have to have people you know you can't do it alone but also one thing that's also good is that you can do you can do most people have to have a committee running things um, because they don't have the time or the energy to do that but it should always have someone basically being in charge and uh, i think it worked for continuum for a long time that david hall was in charge at conversion and then the other guys lots was in charge and you could see that I, in my mind, that that that, that guarantees more quality because he has, someone has all the information, uh, and and so he can make judgments and he can make make decisions. Of course, coming from a German, uh, you know, like the, the sole leadership thing is appealing to us, <laughs> but it actually helps because someone knows shit, and the others can also point at the person who knows shit, and he can make. You know, you should be open to other people having better ideas. And that's, uh, Sandy said, I'm the kind of guy who, who does that. So that's kind of flattering. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily true. But yes, you, you have to have an open mind and, and get people involved creatively. This is a creative, running a convention is like coming up with a great game, I think, or a great scenario. You, you should view it more like, a, it's more like a, a room with tables in it. It's, it's, it's an own entity. It's an own thing. It, it has an own... Spirit, it can have an own spirit. It can, well, conversion had that, continuum had that. You, do, you know, you go, go there and say, that's the thing. I'm going for that thing. And you're not going for, you're not going for the games there. You go for the experience. Like, you go to, uh, to hear someone speak because you want to see him, because he's famous, and you, you don't want to hear what he says because you already know what he says, you know, because you know, you know, he's talking about that. And, and so there's many days. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not a thing. It's, it becomes it's a living it's more more like it this year feels more like a living organism and it's uh it's it has a different vibe than tentacles it has yeah, it's more monstrous in a way it's, it's a little bit more creepy in a way it's tentacles was this intense thing but so i think the kraken is a good name you know tentacles and the kraken you know surface yeah, yeah that all works Excellent. Well, thanks very much for your time. It's you're been welcome. Great to you and yeah. thanks once again for organizing the crack. You're welcome. An amazing gaming vacation, and I recommend it to anyone. Come back. I again. will. Well, make sure you run it again, and yeah. I'll be here. Doing my okay. best. Thank you very much. Bye.